Okay, here we go. Back in Beit Shemesh, Tafshin Ayin Gimel, Parshas Nitzavim and Vayelach. This will be the last year for Tafshin Ayin Gimel. Habal Leinu, the Latova, the New Year Tafshin Ayin Dalad. Next week, I do not think there'll be a a shear. Uh, Wednesday night, obviously, is Rosh Hashanah. But by the following week, I hope to give a shear at Sarasimei Tshuva on Zos Habracha, Sukkot, Yom Kippur uh, related. We'll see. I'll let you know which night uh, it'll be. Maybe a Tuesday, Monday or Tuesday that uh, that week. But uh, as of now, uh, in uh, Shabbos Shuba preparations, I don't think I'll be able to give a shear next week. But on Hazinu. But by the there will be uh, the following week. Okay, Nitzavim and Vayelech. The two parshios that stand together. We have to speak about Nitzavim. We have to speak about Vayela. Most years, as is this year, they come out together. Says the Lubavitcher Rebbe in source number one, quoting that Sadyagon, that really they are one parsha, Nitzavim and Vayela. In the days of old, they split up the parshios differently. For example, the Sefer Achinuch has two parshios for parshas Mishpatim. He has parshas Mishpatim and parshas in Kesef Talvet. Two different parshas. There were a couple here and there that weren't broken up as ours. Bava Cherebi quotes Rav Sadigon that Nisavim and Vayelech actually constitute one parsha, And it's only then in some years the parsha is split into two. If we think about it, Nitzavim and Vayelech, the words, are opposites. Nitzavim is standing, not moving, right? not making any progress. And Vayelech is just the opposite. It's moving, it's going, it's running, as we'll talk about each of these by the soon. But, says the Lubavitch Rebbe, or first, on the one hand, Nitzavim means standing firmly in the same position, whereas Vayelech means he went, indicates movement. Says the Lubavitch Rebbe, we need both of these in life, and they're not contradictory. Standing firmly represents stability, reliability, and strength. A king remains stationary on his throne. And those who wish him to see him but come from afar. That's standing, nitzavim, sula mutzav artsa. That's not a that's not a passive negative. When this ladder that Hakadosh Baruch Hu was on, when Miriam was standing, vatisatzav achoso meirachok. Miriam was watching, standing on the side. That was an act of standing. That was standing, but it was a standing based on principles, a standing with a purpose. And on the other hand, we have Vayelech. Vayelech is moving. It's actually growth and expansion. Thus, says the Lubavitcher Rebbe, the combination of simultaneously standing firmly and moving represents the ability to grow without compromising one's prior position of strength. We have to stand firmly in our values. We have to be Nitzavim while we're Vayelech. We can't have a Vayelech and forget our Nitzavim. But we can't just have Nitzavim and not move at all. Practical example, he's quoted in the top right. When a person grows in his knowledge of Torah, there's a danger that his newly found sophistication may negatively affect his prior quality of simple faith, his emunapshuta. The more we know, we might forget we have to have that childlike naivete. Even after we know everything, so even though after we've been Vayelech. We have to remember what we were before the Vayelach, when we had certain principles of Nitzavim, before the journey started. Or he says, somebody who does well in business cannot forget the feeling of what it was like beforehand, when he needed everything, and he was davening to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, when he was Nitzavim, even when one is Vayelach. Our challenge is to harmonize the Nitzavim with the Vayelach, the stability, together with the constant growth and expansion. Starting us off, Nitzavim, and Vayelech.
a combination, a synthesis of what we must have. Okay, now let's get back to the first parsha, Nitzavim. The first of our two Revzevins for the evening. Revzevin in a Sefer Latar of Alamoadim. Atem Nitzavim Hayom Kulchem. So we spoke about the word Nitzavim just now. Let's focus on the next word, Hayom. You are standing here today. What is today meant to teach us? Hayom. Every day? Moshe Rabbeinu, yes, is talking towards the end of his life. His last monologue, soliloquy, the whole Sefer Tzvarim is Moshe's last speech, which took five weeks to tell Klal Yisrael. Says the Parsha Hayom. So what's Hayom? Later on, we know Hayom is Moshe Rabbeinu's last day. Vayelach, Hayom. I can't go anymore. But earlier, Hayom, two pshatim given in the Midrashim. What is the Hayom? Shnei pirushin la Hayom azeh. Stam Hayom muvano b'chol yom. The first shot that one might say Hayom, it means every day. Just like Hayom many times means in the Torah. Hashem says, as I've commanded you today, what do we learn from that? It should feel like it's new every day, that we're commanded, that we're accepting the Torah every day. So Hayom can mean every day. But also, he quotes, that Hayom, there are certain sources that say Hayom means the day, the day, the first day. And that's Rosh Hashanah. You're standing here today, Atem Nitzavim Hayom Kochem. You are standing here today on Rosh Hashanah. As it says, Vayehi Hayom, Vayavou Bnei Ho'elokim They came. And the Targum says, Biyoma Dedina Bereshasa. So there's a Hayom. Atem Nitzavim Hayom could mean... Rosh Hashanah, and it can mean every, excuse me, every day. Says Rev Zevin, maybe these two aren't contradictory. Like we said in the first shot that we gave tonight, Nitzavim and Ayelech work together, maybe it's the same thing here. The Hayom of every day of the year works with the Hayom of Rosh Hashanah. And depending on the Hayom of Rosh Hashanah, that will affect the Hayom of the entire year. Says Rav Zevin, and again, it's not a coincidence, as we know, that Yitzhak and Vayelach are always the last Shabbos of the year, this year being Tav Shanai and Gimel. Shanai Sosrim There's no contradiction here. Rosh Hashanah, Rosh Hashanah, Rosh Hashanah doesn't only affect that day. Lefichach Nikra Rosh. Why is it called the Rosh, Rosh Hashanah? In the Torah, it's not called Rosh Hashanah. Rosh Hashanah has three names, at least. Rosh Hashanah, Yom Hadin, and Yom Hazikaron. Once heard from my Rebbe of Rosenzweig, past, present, and future. Yom Hazikaron is about the past, right? Yom Hadin is about the present, and Rosh Hashanah is about looking ahead, the future. Each name reflecting a different thought, a different tense that we're supposed to be thinking about. But the Torah just says the first day of Tishrei, the first day of the seventh month. But we call it Rosh Hashanah, the head. The head, the head affects the body. The head is mashpia on the body. The whole life of the following year flows from Rosh Hashanah. Like the Rosh affects the body. He quotes Kasev B'svarim Shalafichach. Why is the Chodesh called Tishrei? One of the Persian months. What is Tishrei? What's the symbolism of Tishrei? It's the letters Rashis. 
Meireshes Hashanah, and the Torah it's spelled without an Aleph. Reishis, Reish, Shin, Yud, Tav. The letters, same letters as Tishrei. Meireshes Hashanah. Hamila Meireshes Chaser Aleph, Laramiz Al Tishrei. The whole Chodesh. Meireshes Hashanah, it affects the whole year. Shekola Chodesh Kula, Mashpia Al Kal The whole month of Tishrei. Especially the first day of Tishrei. Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, Sukkot. That could have the effect if we properly inculcate ourselves with its messages and its values. If we take Rosh Hashanah with us, in that way we could be able to affect the whole year. Lefichach, line 16. So when it says, Nitzavim Hayom Kochem, it's Hayom, it's Rosh Hashanah. But it's really the whole year that we're determining on our Rosh Hashanah. Because Rosh Hashanah is not just about what we do on Rosh Hashanah. It's about what we take with us after Rosh Hashanah. Like the Bali Musar point out that the, the, the Kohen Gadol on Yom Kippur goes to the mikvah five times and he changes his clothes ten times. The last time he washes his hands and feet is before he puts on his begadim, his own personal begadim. After he finishes the avoda, ask the Bali Musar, what do you have to do? Kiddush Yadayim Raglayim. You finished everything. Just put your clothes on. Just put your personal clothes on. Every time you put on special clothes, you take off special clothes, you wash your hands and your feet. You put on special clothes, you wash your hands and your feet. So when you put your personal clothes on at the end, what does he have to wash his hands and feet on? Just put his personal clothes on and go home. Explain the Bali Muster. No. Because Yom Kippur is not about leaving it in the Beis HaMikdash. Leaving it. We sanctify and then we go out. We take it with us. That's the message of the last Kiddush Yadayim Raglayim. Says Rav Zevin, Rosh Hashanah is not just about Rosh Hashanah. It's the Hayom of Rosh Hashanah, which affects the Hayom of the entire year. So what are we supposed to do on Rosh Hashanah? The Rosh of the Shana. What does the Torah say? One word. Nitzavim. Hayom Kochem. What's the message of Nitzavim? Uman Yanosha Nitzavim. Nitzavim. Pirusho Bekoma Zakufa. Standing upright. Standing upright, what does that mean? What does that reflect? Human beings are the only being that naturally stand upright. Animals, most of them are always on all fours. Even the ones that might stand on their hind legs, their natural position is down if they're not swimming in marine animals. Harosh Lamala. What's the message of that? Our head is above. Hamoach Shalit Dalakol. The Moach... As I mentioned in another, we mentioned in another shiurim, the word melech, which is what Rosh Hashanah is all about, malchias, mem lam and chaf. It's three letters in the aleph base, moach, lev, and klayos. It's the it's the moach, it's the brain that's in control of our heart, of our emotions, and that translates into actions. That's what Rosh Hashanah is all about, and that's nitzavim, nitzavim hayom. If we have that ability to be able to take what we know, yadata hayom, vashivosel vavecha. That we're not pulled after our heart, Yetzirah Adam Ramin Urav, so then we'd be able to have this day properly affect the entire day. Enak Kavana, when we say Zayom Tchilas Masecha, he continues on line twenty-two. The Kavana isn't to Briyas Olam. because after all, Briyas Olam was on Chavhei tomorrow night, not next week. Ela Kavana LeBriyas Adam Arishon. Zehayom, the Hayom is Rosh Hashanah. That's the day Adam Arishon was created. That's the day that we have all the potential. That's the day that we need to take advantage of the Hayom, the Hayom of Rosh Hashanah, and the Hayom of every day of the year. We must be Nitzavim. We must stand upright.
and do what we can. Moving right along. Perachav We know we're getting close to the end of the Torah here. Pasik later on in the parsha. Pasachavches. Pasachavches. Pasachavches is the basis for a halacha. Pasik tells us right before Ravii, which is just the uh, the end of the laning for though a Monday and Thursday. Hanistaros Hashem alokeinu. The hidden things are to Hashem. The haniglos lanu ulavanenu ad olam. Those things that are revealed are to us and to our children at Olam forever. To follow the Torah. This Pasuk, as we know, is the source for Arvus. The source for the principle of Kal Yisrael Arevim Zelazeh. When B'nai Yisrael went into Eretz Yisrael, which is being described here, then they fully became one unit, one nation, and we are mutually responsible for each other. That's the Makar, the Makar for Arvus. Says the Chafetz Chaim in a classic Chafetz Chaim thought. It's a small one, but it's classic Chafetz Chaim. Says the Chafetz Chaim. First he quotes Rashi on the Pasuk. Shenasu HaRevim Zelazeh. V'lachin hadin. Shekola echad mi Yisrael. Motzi eschadeiru bekiyam ha-mitzvahs. This principle is the reason why I could be motzi, my friend, in a mitzvah. Even if I did it already. On Rosh Hashanah, if I heard the shofar, I was ready Yotze. I could go around to a people who did not hear, to a hospital, to a, to a, to a senior citizen home, wherever it is, to my house, and blow again. You mean I blow again? I, I'm already finished with the mitzvah. It doesn't matter. If somebody else is not finished with the mitzvah, then I'm not finished with the mitzvah. Because Guf Echad says the Chafetz Chaim, Avshu Ba'atzbok Far Yatza, Kimo Kiddush, Vitkiya Shofar Vechadome, Vim Chasra Lachaveru Eza Mitzvah, Kiilu Chasra Lo. If he's missing, I'm missing. Vachinami. Now the Chafetz Chaim starts talking. Hachove Akal Echad, and the Chafetz Chaim's yard side is this week. Just to add that. Akal Echad Lim Noah is Chaveru Mila Avar Lister Losa say. Not only as we know, must we, can we, be motzi our friends, our fellow Jews in mitzvos, but we have to do our utmost to prevent them from violating Averos. Because it's my family member. It's part of my body. If part of my body violates and I have the ability to control, so it's my fault. And he gives a marshal. Kedarko Bakodesh. Oh, just to mention, the uh, the pre-slichos sicha will be up as well. Will be up on the uh, OU website as well. The pre-slichos sicha, so we won't, we won't have a, a parsha here next week, I don't think. But the the pre-slichos Motzei Shabbos will be up. Right, line seven. Let's think for a moment what we just said. The concept of arevus, arvus, I could be motzi, my friend, in a mitzvah, and I have to prevent my friend and be careful. Hello, Yadua. Imruvein arev ba'ad Shimon ba'ad Ezas Chum Kesef. If Ruvain is a guarantor, is a co-signer for Shimon, for a certain amount of money, Ruvain sees that Shimon is about to make a really bad investment. And I'm a co-signer of one of his loans. What am I going to do? And I know he's going to lose all his money, and then I'm going to have to pay for it. I'm going to do my best to make sure he doesn't invest there. I'm going to try to convince him as much as I can. And I'm going to go through all the channels to make sure he doesn't invest. I don't want to have to pay. I'm going to lose. I'm going to try to prevent him. 
Ba'avur yidi asov akaraso etev. Sh'aydezei yachzer kalachobola. You're going to lose all your money. I'm going to have to pay. I'm going to do my money. Why? Because I'm an arif. Right? If I had no financial connection to him, so then I wouldn't be such, make such a big deal. But I'm an arif. I'm a guarantor. I'm a co-signer. So then, then it, it affects me. And I'll do my best to make sure that he doesn't do it. We're we're guarantors. We're co-signers for our fellow Jews. says the Chaim. If somebody could prevent their friend from doing something wrong, and he's lazy in this, and he could have. It's parenthetically, it's a very hard balance because sometimes it's inappropriate for us to do it depending on who the, what the relationship is and how it's done. And the Gemara even says, is there anybody who could give tochacha in this generation in the days of the Gemara? So even Bismana says, surely it's such a balance because there's a mitzvah of tochacha which if we don't do, we're being held accountable from the Chavetz Chaim. And if we don't do and if we do do it, you know, maybe, maybe we're not going to do it properly. Maybe we're going to go too far. Maybe we're not supposed to. So it's such a delicate mitzvah. But says the Chafetz Chaim, we have to be so careful not to err on the side of not doing anything because it's our work. It's our It's our team. He says, and that's why we have to be mechazik the, the the all the Jewish organizations and the yeshivas and the shuls and and everything so that we create the systems and the mechanisms so that everyone could live properly and be inspired to do mitzvos and to prevent themselves from doing things wrong. That's our bus. When Chavetz Chaim read this pasuk, he thought of Klal Yisrael. Hanisteros l'Hashem elokeinu v'haniglos banu l'vanenu. It's everybody. Okay, we continue now. Paraglamid. Paraglamid tells us in Ravi. V'haya ki avo alecha kolak dvarima ela habracha v'aklala. When it will happen, it will come, <coughs> the bracha and the klala. Vashi vosel vavecha, you will do tshuva. Vashapta Hashem alokecha vishamata bikolo. There's no greater parsha that talks about tshuva than parsha zitzavim. And it's always right here. The Shabbos before Shabbos tshuva. Atov anecha bechol bavcha vonavshecha, vonavshecha. Vishavach Hashem alokecha shavuscha. And you will return, v'richamecha. Vishav v'kibetzcha mikola amim, Hashem will gather from all the nations, from all the lands, from all of them, if you are thrown out, if you are distant, in the in the edge of the heavens, even from there, Hashem will, will bring you in. What's the emphasis of the edge of the heavens? Are we on the edge of the heavens? We're not in the heavens. We're, we're on earth. So is this just uh, an exaggeration? At the other end of the world. That's what it's really saying. But what's the lush of Tzayashamayim? What's the emphasis? And Nidach is also a very strong Lashem. Nidach means pushed aside. Feel like, like one, we're gone. So it's Nidachacha and it's Tzayashamayim. What's the emphasis of the Pasik that even in this situation, Hashem will, will bring us in. Yikabetzcha Hashem alokecha. Says the Yam Simcha. 
Says the Yam Simcha, source number five, Rabbi Freed. V'yesh Lafarish on line four, B'derech Musser. His suggestion, Da Torah Meramis La'ado. The Torah is being Meramis. Sha'afilu im shakua ma'od ba'averus v'timtum. Even if we find ourselves in a cycle of hate, in an area where we can't break it, we try hard and we can't, we try whatever area that each of us personally have their areas that we have to work on. Whatever they are. And sometimes we're like, we try, we tried last year, we tried the year before, we tried the year before. Like, okay, forget it. I'm not trying that this year. Lo yisya'esh mitshuva, don't give up. One year we'll get it. Ela adaraba, im yasril, im pesach, shal machad, shal tshuva, hakadosh baruch hu yazar lo, msiyata deshmaya miyuchad, shalokaderachateva. Hashem will help, just try. And we've tried in the past, try again. And where do I know this from? The Ramban. The Ramban in Vayakel. We've discussed this in Parsha Shirim in past years. The Ramban points out there in Vayakel that what's the Lashon used by the Torah to describe those who brought their goods for the Mishkan? Vayavokal ish asher libo. Those who had an uplifted heart. What exactly does that mean, an uplifted heart? Says the Ramban, he quotes it. An uplifted heart, one that wants to come close to do malacha. There was no MIT in the Midbar. Have they learned anything there? In terms of technology, in terms of, of, of structural issues. Have they learned anything about the Mishkan? They had a Ratzin. They wanted matzah b'tivo sheyadalasos came. They had they had a nesias halev. They had an uplifted heart and said, "We're going to do it." Where is it? We'll do it. We know we're going to do it. We just got to figure out how. That's the attitude. Even if we feel that we've tried before, even if we feel distant, we try again. Chazinon. What do you see from that Ramban? Line twenty. Zayidei hash toka kezubi b'nei Yisrael. Through this yearning, they were zochet to the special divine help. And they went up to a great madrega. And even though naturally they shouldn't have done it. says, that's this Pasuk. That's what this Pasuk is emphasizing. Let's first finish line 26. When Hashem sees the yearning, when he saw it then, they wanted it so bad to help out with the Mishkan. Hashem says, okay. I'll give you Chachma, I'll give you special Siyat Deshmaya, even though naturally you shouldn't have it. What does the Pasuk say? We were pushed away by our own past. We feel that it's not going not to work. We feel that it's, we've tried it. We feel like we're, we're at the edge of the heavens regarding Ruchnius. We're at the edge. We're finished. That's the Kseya Shemayim. The Kseya Shemayim, we're at the edge, not only in, in, in our relationship, in all that times we've tried to improve in various areas, in benching better, in having more kavana, in not getting angry, whatever it is, says, says the Yam Simcha. That's what HaKadosh Baruch Hu is telling us on the last Shabbos of the year. Hashem will gather you, Hashem will help you out. Along these lines, remember the, the, the last thought I said in last year's Shabbos Shuvah from the Bnei Yisachar. Bnei Yisachar points out that there are only two psukim in the Torah 
that start with a Samach. Only two Pesukim in the Torah. Well, the Balai Kriya out there are now Chazarin. Says the, uh, says the uh, Bnei Yisachar. One is by the Egel, Saru Maher Menaderech. Right, they've, they've turned. And the other Pasuk we say on Yom Kippur night, Slach Nala'avon HaMazek Godoch HaSecha. Says the Bnei Yisachar. Sometimes we feel we're in a cycle. We're in a circle. We can't get out of hate, of sin. Saru Maher Menaderech. We can't get out. We're just going in circles. It's an infinite cycle. Says the Bnei Yisachar, Kaddish Baruch Hu Slicha is also infinite. He has infinite patience. Slachna la'avon ha'amazeh. We think we're in an infinite, the Samach is a circle. Saru maher, slachna la'avon ha'azeh ha'godach ha'azeh. That's a take home Bnei Yisachar. If you remember anything from the Shia, that one liner will, will get to the Shabbos table at some point. As a shot. Okay. We continue. Paraglamid Pasigutes. Pazagutes, here we go. Towards the end of the parsha now. Lo Bashamayim, he is here. Lo Mever Layami. Towards the end, all the way at the end, second to last Pazag in Parsha's Nitzavim, Hashem says, through Moshe, Ha'idosi Bachem Ayom as Hashemayim Vesa'aretz. I bring to testify the heavens and the earth. Ha'chayim Bahamavis Nasati Lefanecha, Ha'bracha Vaklala. Death and life, life and death. I put before you, choose life. What's the emphasis of this Pasuk? Hashem brings in the Shamayim and the Aretz. So Rashi quotes here the Sifri. Rashi quotes, you have it there in the beginning of source number 6. The Be'er Yosef quotes Rashi. What's the emphasis of Shamayim and the Aretz? Tell the Jewish people, Look at the heavens that I created to serve you. Look at the sun. Did the sun ever have a bad day? Did the sun ever say, you know what? I was, I was out a lot yesterday. You know what? I want to sleep in a little bit today. I'm really, really tired. I'm, I'll rise in like an hour. I just need a little, one snooze. One snooze, that's it. Did the sun ever do that? In 5,773 years? Did the moon ever do that? Did the stars ever say, you know, I'm just not in the mood today. It's a blah day. You know, it's, I'm just going to stay here. The sun never does it. The clouds might go over the sun, but it's not the sun's fault. The constellations never change their actions. And you know what? Jews, they don't even get reward. They don't even get schar for what they do. And they didn't change. Another question. Look around. Did you ever plant an apple seed and pears came out? Did you ever plant uh, carrots and tomatoes came out? No. It's nature. Nature follows the rule. Line 6. If these inanimate objects, creations... If they do what they're supposed to do, meaning if they follow what they're supposed to do, they don't get reward. If they don't, they're not going to get punished. And yet, they never changed. They never wavered. You're going to get schar. Because Baruch has a video camera. Every little thing we do, even in private, maybe especially in private, Baruch we're going to get pay us for it. 
Right? There's, there's every little mitzvah is infinite. So, so what's learn from them? They do it. Kavachomer, surely you should do it. Alachas kama vakama shatem srichem shlotashanos midosechem. Don't change. Do the avoda that you're supposed to do. That's Rashi. I didn't say anything yet. All right, we just quoted Rashi. Ask the very Yosef. How in the world are we supposed to learn anything from the sun? The sun doesn't change because the sun doesn't have a hero conscious. The sun's part of nature. How are we supposed to learn anything from the sun? Oh, look at the sun and the moon and the stars and look at this, look at this seed of, of this kernel of wheat. Ah, and then you're going to do mitzvahs. The wheat's going to inspire me. How's the wheat going to inspire me? It's just wheat. No, it's, you know, fine. The Gemara says in Yuma, okay, so, so Yosef's going to inspire me and Hillel's going to inspire Okay, they're humans. Right, Elizabeth Ben Chirsom, right? People can inspire people. How could the sun and the moon and the stars, that's the point. The point, they don't get schar because they don't have a chirachavshis. How are they supposed to inspire me? Asks the bear Yosef from Yosef Misalant, one of the greats. Bottom of the page. Lachora eno muvan, masha amar lahemli Israel. She is taklu bashamayim of Aretz, uva paro vachamor, vachain bahayam. Halokol ela enam bale bechira varatzon. The enam misalim, bishum ilui, mimi dasamarishona shenivru. It's exactly the point. They don't move in their state of their closeness to God. They're constant where they are. Okay, they're above us, but they're constant. We move. Says the Bar Yosef, how are we supposed to learn anything from them? He says, turning the page to source number seven. On line eight, Ulam Lokin Adam. Adam is very different. He's very different. We have intellect. The Allah Mutala Asos Maaseyu Kefiruak Binaso. Right, we have to act based on We have free choice based on our intellect. We have to make decisions. That's our greatness. And that's our challenge. Whether it has to do with the physical world or even line 15 we, we have a choice, everything we do. So it's totally different than the sun and the moon and the stars and all and everything around us. So how exactly are you supposed to learn anything from that? Says the Bar Yosef. Two or three steps. A three-step answer. Step number one. Step number one, line 33. The Fshar. It's possible that this is the message of Rosh. Da Kavana Bazet. They're not Mishana. What's the message? We should never think. We didn't get to step one yet. First is background. We should never think. Says the Bar Yosef, sometimes in every generation, there are those with the following attitude. Those smart ones, in quotes. Ha'omrim, that say. Di'im amnam shemishpetea toro mitzvoseha. Ha'yu darche noam v'disivoseha nechonim. The Torah is awesome. The Torah is amazing. But not for this generation. The Torah, you know, it's a great work. It's a great book. 
Maybe it's even divinely inspired and divinely written. But did God really mean it for 2013? Did I really mean the Torah to be applicable now? I mean, does it talk about cars in the Torah? Right? Does, does it, is, there, is, is it modern at all? You know, it's, it's wonderful. I, I have tremendous respect for it. But, you know, maybe, maybe then. That was then. This is now. As the saying goes. Well, according to their chemical makeup, it was good. Maybe they didn't have a technologically advanced society. For them, the Torah was the perfect rule book. But not the rabbis, the Torah, don't understand this generation this world, everything's different today. This is how we communicate. This is how we communicate. Communication is different. People were different. We don't have the same, you know, physical build and, and spiritual build. Right, this is a, a hashkafa, a pernicious, dangerous, <laughs> terrible hashkafa that there are those out there that have in some sects of Judaism. That, yes, the Torah was wonderful and great and divinely inspired, but not for now. Says the Ber Yosef, this Rashi is coming to tell us not that. This Rashi is coming to tell us that there's nothing further from the truth. Next column, line 8. In order to preclude this false opinion in the future generations, Chazal already said, the Medrash, written 1,800 years ago, 2,000 years ago, already took it into account. Let the heavens and the earth be aided. Look at them. What's the message? What's the message? Now we're getting to looking at them. What's the message? They've never changed. Here's step one now. Step one of the answer, line 20. Look around. Again, he's emphasizing again, nature and nature and nature and nature. What's the purpose of the entire physical world? What's the purpose of sun and moon and stars? Does the sun have fulfillment per se? Does the sun do anything itself? No. The sun's for us. The moon's for us. The the tvua is for us. Everything in the world is for the human being. There would be no purpose in the world if Hashem would have stopped creation Thursday night. There'd be no purpose in the world if Hashem had created the sun and the moon and the grass and the trees and everything and stopped after day five. Would have been no purpose because the purpose of the world, many sources say, and logic, logic dictates, why would God create the world and then that's it? No. He creates so that people could appreciate it and use it to serve him. Says the Be'er Yosef, where it's underlined, they're all there for you. What's the first line of Rashi? His Taklu Bashamayimu Vaaret Shepa Rasi Lashamesh Eschem. 
Why does Rashi stick that in? Why does he just say, look at the sun and the moon? No, that line is stuck in there because that's step one of the answer. Look at Shemayim Ba'aretz that were created to serve you. And they don't get any schar onesh. Imkain, muchach mizad. The fact that they don't get any reward means that that's not the purpose of the world. Because there's no bachira. That's, that's, there wouldn't be a purpose. Step number one, the entire world around us is created to serve us. And not only that's quotes other uh, midrashim about that and other uh, other sources. Bereishis baralakim as Hashemayim b'shvil haTorah shenigreishis b'shvil Yisrael shenigreishis. Step number one again, Hashem created the natural world to serve us. Step number two. Step number two now. The Torah was the blueprint of the world, as the Zohar says. Is tako baraisu ubara alma. How did Hashem figure out what to create? Kabbalistically, he looked at the Torah. He saw this in the Torah and he worked backwards. He says, okay, i got to create the world that allows the Torah to be relevant, that allows the Torah to be important and applicable and possible for the people who are going to inhabit this world. So everything in the world was created for us. The Torah was what Hashem looked at to create everything in this world. That's step number two. That's what he says in the bottom paragraph. Kidei b'medrash reish b'reishis rabba amru. Vayet slo amo imun ha-Torah omeris ani ha-yisi klei umnaso shal ha-Kadosh Baruch Hu. The Gemara M'sachim tells us, Dafyomi, one of the seven things that were created before the world was created was the Torah. The Torah was the blueprint. B'noek sheba olam, bela bone platin, eina bone oso midas atzma el uman. When, you, when, a, when a king builds a palace, the Medrash gives the mushal. He doesn't do it himself. He gets an arch, a master architect. What does the master architect do? He doesn't just start building. He writes plans first. Because if you don't have plans, then the whole thing won't come out. Turning the page. He has notebooks. Mabit That's next step number two. The Torah was the blueprint of the world. Nimsa. So now let's put step one and two together. Step one. The whole world was created for us. The sun and the moon and the stars and everything. Step two. Hashem created the world by looking at the Torah. Step three. Put it together. Obviously. If the world exists because it came from the Torah and the Torah is the blueprint... And the whole world is here for us, then obviously the Torah is relevant to the entire world at any time of history, in history of the world. Because the whole world is based on the architectural plan of the Torah. And therefore, the Torah must be relevant to every generation. Uvachain, last paragraph, he sums up. So look at the sun and the moon and the stars that are there to serve us and they haven't changed and they come from the Torah. That's what's behind the Rashi. They're all there based on what it says in the Torah. So it must be that we, the Torah is shy to us as well and we have to do the best we can. Line 21. 
If they're still here and they haven't changed, why haven't they changed? Because the Torah is perfect and they were created based on the Torah and that's why they're perfect. So too the Torah must be chai v'kayam in every generation. Soveshik writes in one place, if he was the Rambam, he would have written a 14th animamin. That the Torah is relevant and chai v'kayim in every generation in the history of the world. That's animamin number 14. We never say the Torah is archaic and old-fashioned. The Torah is applied in every generation in the most modern way possible. The Torah has something to say about the most technologically advanced inventions. The Torah has something to say about it regarding Shabbos, regarding Grumma, regarding what is considered. That's the very Yosef. Okay. Moving right along. Let's go to Vayelach. Can't leave Vayelach high and dry just because it's the smallest parsha in the entire Chamishi Chumshi Torah. we got to talk about the first word. Vayelach Moshe. Moshe went. Esnachta. Where'd he go? Doesn't say a word. Vayelach Moshe, period. Rashi. Oh, great, there's a Rashi on this. Let's look. Vayelach Moshe. Vichulu. Rashi says, etc. Rashi quotes the Debra Maschal and says nothing. What's Rashi doing? Right? All the Mepharshim asks on Rashi. What's Rashi doing? Whenever Rashi says anything, he comments. He doesn't just quote the Pasik. Vayelach Moshe. Like he's emphasizing Vayelach Moshe. That he was going even at the end of his life. Says Rav Zevin. And again, a classic Rav Zevin. We had a classic Chafetz Chaim. Rav Zevin at his best. Mehechad Allah, where'd he go? Sasam nothing. The creativity of the concept. Ha'amida v'ha'halicha lo'raizek raizet. This is very similar to his previous part about Nitzavim and Vayelech, but it's different. Standing and going are very different. Yesh ma'ala v'ha'halicha she'in ba'amida v'yesh lo'hevech. There's a great thing in going, and there's a great thing in not going. The only difference is where you're going. If you're going somewhere good, somewhere where you're supposed to go, you're going in the right direction, it's wonderful to be going. And if you stop, so then it's not so wonderful. But let's say you're on the highway, and it's happened to all of us, and we realize we're going in the wrong direction. And there's no exit for 26 more miles. Translate that into kilometers. Right? And we know we're going in the wrong direction. Then stopping would be much, much better than going. So stopping and going aren't inherently good, appropriate, positive. Depends where we're going. If we're going in the right direction, so then that's a good thing to go. And it's a bad thing to stop. If we're going in the wrong direction, we wish that there was an area where we can make a U-turn. Right? Where we have to stop for a minute. You read this, and we, we all remember. If you're going in the wrong direction... Right, how many times do our spouses say to us, just stop and let's figure it out? 
No, 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 just go, just go. Well, no, it's probably right. Just stop for a minute. Just stop, because at least we would be we would be minimizing the damage by stopping. But sometimes we don't want to stop because that would be admitting fault and admitting error and acknowledging that that we're going in the wrong way. So we keep going in the wrong direction. But the best thing would be Amida. The first thing to do in that situation, the first way to rectify going in the wrong direction is to stop. We've all had to stop in our lives sometimes. Many times, hopefully, we've been going and we continued going. We're always going as human beings in some direction. As we mentioned in the past from the Bali Musr, life is going up a down escalator. We're always moving in one direction or another. B'nei Adam, line 8, Nikram Mahalchim, B'nigud Lamalachim, Shenikram Omdim. We're called goers, Mahalchim, unlike angels, Srafim Omdim Mimalo. Malachim or Omdim. They're Omade, they stay still, they don't move. Malachim, in the same level that they are created on, that's where they stand for eternity. They're in the same spot. But we go. If we're going in Torah and in mitzvos, wonderful. But we've always had to stop sometimes and redirect our spiritual lives. Not just in the car. We had to change direction. We had to modify. We've had to take out our map and, and redirect, right? Our spiritual GPS. When we hear the, you know, reconfiguring, right? And, uh, that's it. We have to reconfigure sometimes. Moshe Rabbeinu was Vayelech Moshe. He went. There was never an Amida. Yet, he wasn't perfect. He wasn't one of the four people that never sinned. He got angry a couple of times. But he never really had a stop. Vayelech Moshe. Boom, that's the message. He never had a stop. He was never lost. Moshe Rabbeinu. Hasi shel kedushas Yisrael. When he came to his final days, ben meya ve'esrim shana anochi hayom. I'm 120. What is the Torah made on him? Vayelach Moshe. He went. He was always going in the right direction. Doesn't mean he was perfect, but he was always going. Vayelach Moshe. Okay. Last two thoughts for the evening. Will be in Yoni Chuva, one related to the Parshios, and one just separate, which I think I might have mentioned in the past, but it's it's a good one liner just to have. But before we get there, first a thought that, that has come up in other Shiurim, but I don't think in the Parsha Shir, but it's worthwhile to repeat. The Ramban tells us, the end of Nitzavim, we have the Pasik. Kia mitzvah this mitzvah, it's not far, it's not what mitzvah? Kia mitzvah this mitzvah. Is not far. If you want to look it up, Pasuk Yud Aleph, Lamed Yud Aleph. Which mitzvah? So the Gemara Eirvin says Talmud Torah, but the Ramban says the simple interpretation of the Torah is Tshuva. That's what the whole Parsha is talking about. Tshuva. Tshuva is not far. One thought, or maybe two thoughts about Tshuva, which is the Inyana Diyoma of this time of year, says the Gemara. The Gemara, I didn't give it to you. It's quoted here in the beginning of source number 11. It's quoted in the Emek Bracha of Parmanshik. The Gemara in Rosh Hashanah, Daftazayim. We all know the Gemara. 
Amr of Krasbudai, Amr of Yochanan, Gimel Svarim Niftachim Rosh Hashanah. There are three books that are open on Rosh Hashanah. One of the Rishayim Gemurim. And that book is finished on Rosh Hashanah. One of the Tzadikim Gemurim. And that book is written, signed, and sealed on Rosh Hashanah. And then the book of the Benonim. The book of the Wishiwashis. The book of the middle people. Right? Tzuluyin Vaomdim. And Tzuluyin Vaomdim, we, the Benonim, hang and stand. May Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippurim. Zachu, if we merit during these ten days, Nechtavin L'chaim. Then we get life. Lo zachu, nechtavin lamisa. And if not, chas v'shalom, the opposite. Many different issues brought up by this little Gemara, by Rav Kras Budoi. We're going to deal with one issue that the Akronim ask. And that is, Rabbeinu Hananel and the Rambam, when they quote this Gemara, they quote it in a specific way. What does it mean? How would we have thought? What's the definition of a benoni? What does a benoni have to do during Aseris Yimei Tshuva? in order to be Zohar. So we would have thought, well, what's a tzaddik? More mitzvos. What's a rasha? More averos. What's a benoni? Even, okay, maybe not exactly even, because how many people in the world are exactly even? About even. About even, you know, pretty, pretty, pretty even. So we have to do more mitzvos. That's what zachu means. Rabbi Nochananel and the Rambam both do not say that. They both say, you know what zachu means? Asu tshuva. If you did tshuva during Aseris, you made tshuva, then you're zocha. And if not, not. Ask the Achronim. Ask the Emek Bracha. Ask Rav Itzel Peterberger, who will read his words in a minute. Why doesn't it just more mitzvos? Just pile on mitzvos during Aseris, you made tshuva. Why dafka? Do you have to do tshuva? What if we don't do tshuva, but we just have more mitzvos? Why dafka that? So we'll suggest two answers. First answer is based on a Gemara on the last daf in Masechah's Yuma. It's quoted in the Koch Ve'ar, Ravitzla Peltaberger, one of the star pupils of Yisrael Salanter, quoted there on line number five in the Koch Ve'ar on the source 12. Quotes the whole Gemara verbatim. Isa, Reb Zerab, I'm sorry, go to line eight. Rav, Havile, Milsa, Bahad, Yahutavcha. Rav had an argument with a certain butcher. A certain butcher and Rav had some argument during the year. By Erev Yom Kippur, this butcher who had wronged Rav still hadn't come to Rav to ask forgiveness. And Rav didn't want this butcher to go into Yom Kippur without asking him forgiveness. So Rav says to himself, You know what? I'm going to go make it easy for him. I'm going to go to his butcher shop and let him see me so then he'll say, I'm sorry. Maybe he doesn't have time. He's schlepping. Paga be Rav Huna. Rav Huna met Rav on the way. Amar lelecha kazomar. It's Erev Yom Kippur. Where, where are you going? Maybe Rav should have been in shul. Should have been eating. Where are you going? Amar lelefiyuse leplanya. I'm going to appease Plony. I'm going to show my face so he could say I'm sorry. Amar. Rav Huna says bad idea. Azil abba lemiktel nafsha. If you go, you're basically going to kill him. Strange. If Huna was a Navi, what do you mean Rav's going to kill him? He's going to do him a favor. No answer given. Azal v'kamilave. Rav continued on his way and went and stood in front of the butcher. Havi He was busy chopping up a piece of meat. 
Dali Enevachazye, he lifted up his eyes and sees Rav in his store. Omerle Abba At, he says, Rav, is that you? Zil, leave. Leslie Milsabahadov, I have nothing to say to you. Bahadikapali Resha on the next shop of the meat, Ishtamit Garma, a bone shot out of the piece of meat, Umachye Bakue smashed into the forehead of the butcher, the katle, and the Leviah was that day. How did Rafuna know? How did Rafuna know that Rav was going to end up killing the butcher indirectly? Or was it Rav's fault? Explains the Kochayar. You know what Rav Huna knew? Rav made it worse. Because, fine, the butcher didn't say, I'm sorry. But if Rav comes to his store and then he doesn't say, I'm sorry, that's much worse. That's much worse. That's an egregious error. And that outweighs anything. Says the Kochayar. HaKadosh Baruch Hu comes to us during Aseris Yimei Tshuva. He comes down. Dear Shu Hashem Bihimatso. He's here. Hi, guys. I'm here. Do tshuva. Come back to me. Come close to me. If we don't do tshuva during Aseris Yimei Tshuva, that blown opportunity outweighs any amount of Avei mitzvot that we would be able to add on. That's why the Rambam and Rabbi Hanan will say Asu Tshuva. Because that opportunity can't be missed. Those ten special days when it's so easy, Hashem makes it easy for us, He comes to us. Like in the Gemara, Rav came to the butcher. Kadesh comes down. That blown opportunity would make it worse. Answer number one. And there's a second answer that maybe is a more, what we would call, pshutel shalmikra, simple, straightforward answer. Why tshuva is the only thing? Why can't you just do more mitzvos? Explains the Emek Bracha or Parmashik, the Talmud of the Briskarab, or Chaim. So the Ramachik, towards the end, the back of source number 11, he says, simple. Rosh Hashanah, as we know, is a new year. Tavshanai and Dalit, Habalina Latova. Tavshanai and Dalit. The year is finished. Tavshanai and Gimel is finished. More mitzvahs during that week, how is that going to help? The minion's over. The count is over. This is the new year. There's only one way that we could change the scale from the previous year. We can't add on any mitzvahs, but we could take away Averos. We could remove the past. That's the only way that we could get back in the previous year to the previous ledger. That's why it's also tshuva. Because the menu was already done. It's finished. Only tshuva is what is available to us and that is why the Rambam says, Zachu Asu Tshuva. Again, there are other answers, but this is, this is the two. The last thought in our Parsha Shi'urim for this year, Tavshinai and Gibel, and it's been wonderful. Again, all of you, I saw a number of you over the summer. It's really been uh, amazing and wonderful to be back here in, uh, in Beit Shemesh, Beit Hashem, hopefully. Mehebri Yibane, as those out there know, we're working on uh, having these uh, Shiram in a shul. Again, I want to thank everyone again for those who have participated, and there have been many, many of you, those who want to still participate. It's a great time before, before Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, give some Meiser money, help us build, be involved in the mitzvah, our Mikdash Ma'at, nofeyashemesh.com, nofeyashemesh.org. Feel free to donate on any level, but Bez Hashem, we should be able to be zocha, have the Shiram in the shul at some point soon, but just to end with a tefillah, a tefillah which is much larger and on a more macro level, 
We say in davening on Rosh Hashanah, Hashem, be the king on everybody. Let all the Rishoyim in the world know that you are the king. The Taz and his commentary on Shulchan Aruch, I just gave it to you from, summarized in, um, in the Elohei Moadai, but it's in, it's in the Taz. In Hilchaz Rosh Hashanah writes, what's the double Lashon of Miloch al Kol Olam Kulo? What's Kol and Kulo? Just say Kol Olam. Malocha kol olam. Malocha kol olam kulo. Says the Taz, because in other areas of halacha, we have the principle of rubo kakulo. The majority is like the whole thing. You know, 90%, you cut robe of this simanim, it's good. Rubo kakulo. Our tefillah in Rosh Hashanah is maloch al kol olam kulo. Kaddish Baruch Hu. Be the recognized melech on every single person in the world. Not rubo kakulo. Literally, kol ha'olam kulo, and that is so much our tefillah every year, every day. Kadosh Baruch Hu should remove the the risha. B'chala risha karega tovein. B'chala asha kulo kashen tichle. It should go up. All the rishayim, all those people who want to hurt Klal Yisrael. Kadosh Baruch Hu should be mekabes nitzchayamo Yisrael. He should be malocha kol olam kulo, and we should be zoche to learn much Torah together. With all Jews in Yerushalayim, Bimheira, Viamengo.